Welcome back to the With Joe Eby podcast. Luke, say hello. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Hello to you. And I'm going to talk today, we're kind of getting to the end of Tim Ferriss. We've done a whole bunch of episodes on him, one a day. Today's about how he's evolved since the four-hour work week as a person, an individual. We keep this pretty short, sharp, and, and sweet. It's, it's quite simple. Yesterday, we were talking a lot about the concept of retirement, how it's a bit of a funny concept. It's like kind of, what are you waiting for? Define what this thing is you're waiting for or expecting it to be like. And there's very little awareness about how a lot of people struggle at retirement. Retirement's got to be a bit more than waiting for death. Anyway, I think Tim Ferriss is a very powerful figure for the story of his his life. He did a he did an interview a couple of years ago, which is the inspiration for this episode, talking about how for years after the breakout success of or emergence rather of four hour work week and then all the other books that he was pursuing the wrong goals and he found that his four hour books helped him tick the boxes of per hour output being healthier but these didn't make him happier what yeah peace of mind just process this Luke. Mm. peace of mind he realized was the true success he knows a lot of rich people who are utterly miserable he asks what is the point of having everything else if you can't have peace of mind? <laughs> he measures this by two questions. These are very good questions. The feeling you get when you wake up and the feeling you get when you put your head down to sleep. Do you wake up energized? Mm, that's a powerful one. I think I've spoke to, spoken to you about this recently, the kind of different things that it, give me or when I notice that I get certain surges of energy and it kind of, it's very, it reminds me of, it reminds me of that, for example, after, after work and then re resuming working on the podcast, you get this, even though you've worked for a long period of time and that should be the most strenuous part of the day or where you're feeling the most exhausted, you actually then have the most energy because you're engaging in something that, you know, you're really enjoying, but that as a metric seems like a much more sustainable one than how much money you have <laughs> is my general thought. Have you ever heard the Steve Jobs thing about death? He goes, I, he said in that 2005 Stanford speech, he said, I look in the mirror every morning and ask myself if I was going to die, is this what I'd want to do today? Mm. And he said, when the answer is no too many days in a row, it's like for him, that's when you knew you had to change something. I want to really make something as clear as humanly possible. The Tim Ferrises of the world, you know, anyone who has a, some sort of commercial success in our world today automatically has pretty widespread. So startups, if you've got a big podcast, if you've created companies, if you're on TV, or it, it gets everyone to kind of have a, some implicit level of respect for you. And you know, and, and then the, these people obviously become role models and everything like that. And obviously they become people's heroes and everyone aspires to be like them. And Tim Ferriss for a very long time is easily one of the people I put in my top list of people I think I've gotten the most from who contributes mm. their kind of ideas and everything to the world. But at the same time, you hear him talk about how 
all the four-hour books, all these big best-selling books and everything that came with it and everyone he got to, did not really make him happy. They were really all biased towards learning smaller things. That the real message, the real value in life is peace of mind. Eckhart Tolle says the same thing. He says happiness is a bad goal because it's conditional. It's requiring things to be good and you to interpret them. He goes, inner peace is the real goal. Inner peace is like the stoic idea as well. Mm. It's having this calm, tranquil baseline. In 2020, when I got to start doing more of the 18 and lost projects and the constant student, early stages of the constant student, I had the most beautiful year and I didn't really reflect on it as happiness of this jubilant dancing in the streets, everything. What it did feel, I realized later when I read that from Eckhart Tolle, it felt peaceful. Mm. It felt like, and it's a very beautiful feeling. And most most dom- domains of achievement we have now are still not in themselves direct roadmaps to inner peace. And by that I'm being specific to the sort of projects that Tim Ferriss, or all these people we've talked about in the podcast, the Navals, the Talebs, Tim Ferriss's, I think Alan Watts might be a bit different because he was just a pure philosopher really, and a bloody good one. Those are not necessarily... Just because they're kind of very elaborate looking careers does not mean that they are actually getting you the most important and worthwhile thing in life. I wanted people to take a second to appreciate that because most of us spend so much of our time idolizing these people, pedestaling these people, and as mainly like subconsciously or consciously trying to be like them. Yet they don't, you don't even know, and most of them probably don't, especially when they were our age, have the real thing. I'll repeat the Tim Ferriss line. What is the point of having X answer with anything you want, best-selling books, widespread fame, followers, financial freedom, whatever. What is the point of having that if you don't have peace of mind? I was talking to a young guy uh, a couple of weeks ago who moved to Australia from South Korea. And he was saying that life is so good in Australia compared to South. This is the thing I always heard growing up before I went to Nepal. Life is so good in Australia. He goes, in South Korea, people can't afford rent. He goes, life is so good here. And I was very careful. I thought about it. And I said to him, yes and no. Life is not really that good here for that many people. I don't honestly don't think. From from that perspective, from his framework, it is. Well, what, no, no. Well, from his framework, he's saying just he's saying objectively. I'm not saying that that kid was unhappy. He's a beautiful no, young no, man. No, no, no. But I don't. From what I hear, because all the really terrible stuff people endure, they suffer in silence. Mm. It's not visible, and it comes back to your attention. Once a year when you hear about someone who committed suicide or has gone into some sort of mental asylum or something like that, who you, you thought, wow, I never thought that person would be going through anything. And you have no idea what's happening beneath the surface of the iceberg in our society. I think because I have a bit of different relationship to most of the people I deal with and see a bit further into some people's lives, not that that makes me a societal expert, 
I'm just certainly not of the opinion that most people have a life of inner peace. Hmm. They have some level of material comfort and I just can't help but think from time to time, what the fuck is that actually worth? If you don't, but what they spend a lot of time doing is pretending it's marvelous or not even pretending, but not obviously not going into a vulnerable place in public, obviously, which is very understandable, but it maintains this illusion and denial. Yes, no one wants to um, be homeless or not able to afford rent here. And it's the material lifestyle in Australia. God, how great is it compared to most other countries? But it is not enough. I do not think you cannot, a father cannot abandon their children and send them a monthly paycheck and say, I gave you a roof. Mm. Like we deprive, we are happy to provide roofs over people's heads, but not love and not cultivate it. And we just, and we justify that as a, and we call that a society, a progressive, we call that a progressive society. Well, most people don't even know what love is. They don't know that they should be pursuing inner peace. They don't even know that they should be pursuing it. Why don't they do it?